This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. The biggest strike in the country this year and the biggest strike in the history of higher education is underway right now at the University of California, where 48,000 teaching assistants, research assistants, tutors, postdocs, and researchers are in the fourth week of picketing all 10 campuses, demanding big pay increases to help cover the higher cost of living, especially the cost of housing in California. For comment, we turn to Nelson Lichtenstein. He teaches history at UC Santa Barbara, where he directs the Center for the Study of Work, Labor, and Democracy. He's the author of 16 books, including the definitive history of the United Auto Workers, titled Walter Ruther, The Most Dangerous Man in Detroit. He also writes for the New York Times, the LA Times, Descent, and The Guardian. We reached him today in Santa Barbara. Nelson Lichtenstein, welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Well, the latest news is that last week the university offered one group of strikers, the postdoc researchers, a $12,000 raise in the coming year. That's 20%. And this covers 12% of the 48,000 striking workers. The members of that UAW branch are voting right now this week. Most workers in America would love a 20% wage boost in the coming year. So this looks like a tremendous victory for the union. What do you think? It's a modest increase, in part because there's been a stagnation in uh, wages uh, for postdocs and also academic researchers uh, over many years. Uh, so they're sort of making up for that. And of course, also the, the predicate for this strike has been this enormous increase in um, housing inflation in California and coastal California over the last few years, not to mention the inflationary surge of the last uh, 18 months, really. One, one interesting aspect of this uh, UC offered to the postdocs, who are mainly, you know, working labs and things of that sort, and, and also some of the academic researchers, is that it's gotten the professoriate, the tenured professors, quite upset, not because they don't they don't want their, their postdocs to have a wage increase, but because they're going to have to pay for it. In other words, the money for this comes from the grants that the principal investigators win from the National Science Foundation and the National Institute of health, et cetera. And so UC is not actually paying for this wage increase. So the there was a long letter sent by all the science faculty saying, wait, what are you doing here? You know, you're basically having putting it on us. Yes, we want them to get more money, but you know, you have to contribute some or at the very least uh, lobby Congress or something to uh, to get the uh, stipends increased from the, from the federal uh, science agencies. Now, some of our friends, including the nation's strikes correspondent, Jane McAlevey, who has a piece at the magazine right now, but was not able to join us today, says that this is a, a disaster for the union as a, and the strike as a whole, because it splits the striking workers into two groups, the ones who are getting the really big offer and then everybody else. What do you think about that? Well, that is unquestionably uh, the University of California's strategy or the negotiators for the University of California. Yes, they are clearly trying to do that. They've, they've given in two ways they, they, they made this. On the one hand, yes, they've given a clearly a better offer to the postdocs and these uh, and these academic researchers, again, paid for by the feds. And, and really, they, they've pretty much stonewalled uh, and given a very inadequate offer to the to what was the heart of the strike. That is the teaching assistants, the grad students, the tutors, et cetera, really the majority of those on strike and really the the 
militant heart of the strike, and 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 they're far more inadequate. And in addition to that, by the way, it's just very obvious they they call for a a five year a, I think it's a five year contract for the postdocs and the people working labs, and a and a three year contract for the t- teaching assistants. Well, that's just so that they won't be they won't coordinate. You know, they'll be they'll be divided. So it's pretty it's that's pretty obvious. The postdocs are voting this week. What do you think they should do? Well, I think they should actually reject the contract. The same is true of the academic researchers, partly because it's only a modest uh, improvement for them. And if they, and it would also materially help the teaching assistants, uh, the grad student teaching assistants, who really are up against it. And uh, and I think a kind of united front would be something that the that UC and its negotiators would would take would recognize. You know, this is this is something they have to deal with. So I, I would recommend that they reject it. Now, I assume that the TAs who are, as you say, crucial to this strike because they're the ones who grade the final exams and it is now week 10 and going to be week 11 of the fall quarter and that means it's final exam time. The university has made them what the university calls a final offer. You, You said this was not a very good offer Currently, I saw that teaching assistants at the University of California have a baseline salary of $23,200. That's really poverty wages, isn't it? Right, it is, of course. And, and, and it was exacerbated by this surge in housing costs. Okay, I look pretty carefully. I don't, don't want to get into all the weeds about it, but I look pretty carefully at the, at the UC offer to the teaching assistants. And over the course of a three-year period, there will be a nominal increase in wages. UC calculates at 25%. But really, that begins in, uh, doesn't begin now. It, be, it began in 2021. And that doesn't, of course, take into effect if, in, uh, inflation. And if you if you calculate inflation in there, and one of the big demands of the teaching assistants was COLA, cost of living adjustments, so that they wouldn't that wouldn't be eroded. If you take that, and I, th- I think the the real increase uh, is about eight or nine percent over four years. Well, I think from UC's point of view. You know, they view this, this is sort of just, okay, another routine two or 3% a year. But the, the student teaching assistants, the grad students and the postdocs, they want what they call a transformative contract, one that will sort of end this, this era of, of near poverty, of austerity, of precarity, insecurity. And, and UC is clearly not about to do that. Well, the university emphasizes that its offer, which I understand is around $28,000 in, what, two years from now, up from $23,000. To get to 28, yeah, yeah. To yeah. get to 28. Yeah, they I say that 28, you have to remember, they say, this is for half-time work because yeah. grad students are required to study and only allowed to work for 20 hours. So if 28,000 is for half-time, they say that's 56,000 equivalent for full-time and that's a pretty good salary these days. Yeah. Are they right about that? Well, that's all. That's all so theoretical. In fact, it's you can't actually put a grad student on more than twenty hours a week. They will call you on that. You can't do that. I've tried to do that. You can't do that. Maybe you have- it's in the union contract. It's that's the right. workload. The workload provision. <laughs> That's right. So the rent is not half. If the rent were cut in half, that'd be fine, or you know, whatever the or the hot dog you buy was cut in half. But the, but the the expenses are full time, and the the salary is half time. So now the university replies 
that they don't control the cost of housing in California. Right. They, of course they don't. But, um, well, there, there are obviously things that, that in long long term that could be done. Obviously, more housing for, for students. They do provide housing for faculty and, and sometimes that subsidize um, mortgage rates, et cetera. Um, that's a long-term uh, kind of solution. And, but and there is some grad student housing. There's married yeah, grad student there, housing at UCLA, at Irvine. I think it's in right, Of course there is. Uh, not enough of it. But 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 here's the thing. that, that For lots of all sorts of reasons, there's inflation. I mean, the, the price of gasoline, the university does control the the price of uh, of food uh, which has gone up etc but this is just the reality of inflation when you have inflation uh the real wages of people is eroded and when you're sort of toward the toward the bottom that creates real pain and so th- this is what what unions have been doing for the last century <laughs> you know they've they've said we need a wage increases to keep up with inflation want to go back to this issue of the teaching assistants grading final exams because this is really the heart of the of the strike and it's the heart of the problem the university now faces if the strike isn't settled in the next couple of weeks students will not get most of their final exams graded so what happens then is they may get an incomplete for their fall quarter work even though they finished their work. Uh, one of the issues here is how much support do the striking TAs have among students and among the faculty who the university is now pressuring to do the grading? That's right. They are. I mean, there's no doubt that this is disruptive and 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 inconvenient and worse, uh, and creating problems for all sorts of people, faculty and undergraduates as well. That's true of, of any kind of any kind of service service sector strike. Everything from 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 the hospital to the DMV. But what's remarkable about this strike, and I think, is that there's tremendous support for this the certainly the demands of the strike, and I think the strike itself. Well, among Every undergraduate leader in the in the system has endorsed what the what the grad students and other others want. The faculty has uh, nine hundred faculty issued a, a statement, you know, calling on the the UC and the regions to meet the demands of the strike. So I think that in general there is enormous support for this. There's, there's you know, unlike some like teacher strikes we had, you know, a couple decades ago where you'd get a group of angry parents and you know, demand, yeah, none of that's happened. None of that's happened. And I and I I think uh, there's general support. And of course, many faculty people have been out on the, some of the picket lines. Now, the faculty are teaching their classes right now. They they are they are not on strike. But when you have a, a class of any size and you had some teaching assistance, it's going to mean that the grades will not be in there that, you know, when the, when the time comes. Some chancellors, I, I understand, I, I think at Irvine, you t- uh, postponed the grades coming in until January. I, I found out that here at UC Santa Barbara, there was like a week delay, which wasn't very much. But I I don't know if that's going to be general or not. That clearly, the, those cha- the chancellors are trying to to avoid a kind of. I think they'd like to avoid a showdown. Now, the picket lines are at the university, the ten university campuses, yep. and as you say, the chancellors are struggling with what to do about this. But yep. Jane McAlevey reminds us the chancellors are not the ones negotiating with the union it's the university president and the what uh, has full-time union negotiators and the real power here is the regents of the university and 
Jane McAlevey argued in The Nation that it's time to put the pressure on the regents. I wonder what you think about that. Well, I, I, I agree. I think that is true. And not just the regents, but also the legislature and the governor. Yeah. Uh, and, there, and there are, as we speak, uh, there are actually sit-ins taking place. Uh, yeah. The, in, in Sacramento and, and in, in the headquarters of the UC. And I think pickets have gone up to some regions' houses and things of that sort. In Los Angeles, union member, members did picket the offices of one of the regents. This is a guy named Regent Jay Shures, yeah. Beverly Hills. I, I looked him up. What kind of person gets appointed <laughs> by the Democrats as a regent? Regent Jay Shures is a Hollywood Uber agent yeah. who represents TV personalities, including Chuck Todd, Dr. Phil, and Jake Tapper. Yeah. He's also a philanthropist who fights cancer with the UCLA Comprehensive Cancer Center Foundation. And his office now is being picketed every day in Beverly Hills. Uh, the striking uh, UC employees say, quote, UC Regent Jay Shures runs a talent, talent agency, will be here until he does something about the lack of talent at the University of California <laughs> negotiating table. So this is the kind of spirit that we like to see. That's that's right. I mean, the, the it's one of the features of the UC system for those your listeners outside California, the chancellors are, are really don't have all that much power in, in many ways. The larger issue is this, that we've had four decades or more of austerity, really, when it comes to the university. So, for example, in the 1960s, when Clark Kerr famously, you know, put forth his master plan for the, the sort of the architecture of the entire university, the state of California, the legislature appropriated about 50% of the operating funds of the university. Today, it's somewhat more than 10%. So that's been reduced enormously. And so it's the, the regents and then them putting pressure on the governor and the and the uh, legislature to reverse this, this austerity uh, trend line, which has gone on for decade after decade. And I think this strike is actually an impulse toward that because, you know, if this is what's going to happen at a great university all the time, well, then we have to do something about it. And I think that will propel the, the legislature and the governor uh, and the powers that be to, to increase funding. And of course, California is a rich state. The GDP of California is larger than all nations except four or five. That's cor that's correct. As of June of 22, uh, there was something $97 billion surplus. Now that will decline, especially if we have a recession. But nevertheless, all this wealth needs to be needs to be a progressive taxation and uh, and and you know to fund uh, uh, you know an institution like UC, which is really at the heart of what the the California dream is all about. Nelson Lichtenstein is University of California labor historian and a union activist. Nelson, thanks for talking with us today. Great to talk to you. And let me add, you can read more about the UC strike at thenation.com, where Jane McAlevey has a piece titled, Time to Turn Up the Pressure on the University of California Decision Makers. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 